0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh, what a night. Another Thursday night thriller. Good to the last kick. Both of them. On this morning after, there is misery and there is fallout. It's a football Friday. Let's go. Here we go. Go, go.
0: Only one place to start.
1: Snaps good. Hold down.
2: Kick. This one is up. And that one.
1: Good. Giants, they begin 0-2. The celebration is crazy here at FedEx Field. My goodness, what a finish. The courtesy the Team 980 is the Washington football team in improbable fashion. Takes advantage of one mistake after another from the New York football Giants and hands the Giants their fifth consecutive 0-2 start. Almost unimaginable. And as I bring my NFL insider extraordinaire, Dan Graziano, into the conversation for The Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. One of the reasons this is so improbable, I thought Washington would win the game last night because I thought their defense would dominate. Right. But this was a night, if I told you Daniel Jones was going to play the way he did that, he would play turnover-free football, that their offense would look as good as it did. I, I would have I would have bet you anything you wanted that the Giants would win this game, but the mistakes, especially the last one, were just too much to overcome.
2: Gave him too many yards there. They left him too much time and gave him too many yards. And, and yeah, I mean, the result is, is 0-2, maybe the most painful of them the five straight oh and twos because if you're a giants fan you watched them win the game you saw the, the kick yep. miss to the right and you're just starting to celebrate all of a sudden there's a flag on the field I, I i just don't know i mean the giants are in a terrible cycle right now it's gone on for years uh but that that's an especially painful way for the fans to to watch them lose a game
1: for those who don't know dan graziano knows of which he speaks he started at espn as our nfc east reporter so you know the dynamics of this division and of these teams and everything else and the Giants there's so many little things in that game that keep the Giants from winning it now obviously it all comes down to jumping off sides on the kick at the end I hate it when people say it doesn't come down to one play yes it does in this case it comes down to one play if they're not offside they win but leading into that Not only do they have the drop by Darius Slate, not only do they have some other uh, big mistakes, but it is the offensive play calling, the way they handled that drive after the James Bradbury interception that I think will stick in people's craw the most because mistakes happen. That wasn't really a mistake. That was a that was a, a methodically drawn up. Philosophy of how they wanted to handle that situation, and I thought it stunk.
2: Well, I, I mean, I, I had the same reaction. One of my questions was, are they being conservative in this situation because of Daniel Jones' history with turnovers? Right, you get the interception deep in the opponent's territory. That's three free points that you need. You're down yeah. by two, so you can't. You don't want to jeopardize the three points they've just handed you. So I understand that logic. You know, talking to some people there this morning, actually, uh, it sounds like it was it was more about. We think we, we can run the ball on these guys, and we want to make them use their timeouts, and therefore they won't have enough time left, but they just couldn't get the first down. One first down there probably wins you the game. Certainly a touchdown probably wins you the game, but uh, yeah, it did feel kind of uninspiring when they just, you know, it
1: seemed like they weren't trying to do anything but keep the three points they already had. They looked scared. It looked yeah. afraid, right? They looked afraid of losing the opportunity to win the game in that moment, rather than taking it by the jugular and winning it.
2: Right, and that's that is sort of why I was trying to ask around, like, what was because Daniel Jones does have a history of turnovers that would make you nervous in a situation like that. Now he played great last night, and he didn't turn the ball over, which is uh, which is, and that's exactly what they want and need to see from him. But yeah, you do, and it's such a it's such a strange situation because you're not expecting to get the ball back right there and you do. And so you have to, you have to think it through like, well, all right, what do do we have? We're down by two. We need to get at least three points here. Can't turn it over. Don't want to do what the the Raiders did right Uh, Mm -hmm. the other night, uh, close to the end zone when they had a chance to win. So, I can kind of get it, but, yeah, I can understand why people are upset.
1: I mean, Herman said it. You play to win the game, and last night they played not to lose it. And that, I think, if I'm a fan of the Giants this morning, bothers me as much as anything else. Let's make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Dan Graziano, you made an outstanding analogy. For those who would say last night's game was ugly, (laughs) which it was, and it was sloppy, which, in fairness, the Thursday night games frequently are, and that it was filled with mistakes and at times – a tad unsightly. You made a great analogy this morning.
2: Well, I, I'm sitting there watching it. I'm thinking I enjoy NFC East football as, as goofy as it is. Uh, I felt like the NFC East is the New Jersey of the NFL. I'm from New Jersey. Love New Jersey. Proud of it. I, I don't. I don't. When other people make fun of it, I don't get upset. I just say, well, they don't know. They don't get it. Right. And I feel like if I'm a fan of the NFC East, I feel kind of the same way. Look, there was a ton of good stuff. And Daniel Jones did have a good game. Terry McLaurin, a legitimate superstar mm-hmm. wide receiver that the Washington football team can count on. I mean, th- th- it was it was compelling the entire way through. It was entertaining, which I think is what we really do want from our sports. I don't necessarily put on a game to watch it played perfectly. Right, I want it to be good and, and entertaining. And you could not take your eyes off that game, even those of you who wanted to.
1: Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. I agree with you. Um, and yet, anyone who listens to this show or watches the TV show in the morning knows I went into this season very high yeah. on the Washington football team. And I will admit, last night sort of shook me to my core on that because well, the question going in is, well, how will they do without Ryan Fitzpatrick? Well, they did just fine. I mean, Taylor Heine, he was as far from being the problem as you could possibly be. I anticipated they would have a dominating defense. Why don't they?
2: Yeah, there have been enough personnel changes, I think, in the linebacker and and some differences in the secondary that have affected it. The the defensive front's as good as anybody's in the league, but... You know there's a but year's they didn't worth dominate of, a terrible right.
1: offensive line last that, night. that offensive
2: line that that at the tackle positions has has played two good games a little right better. I mean it yeah. may be that the Giants' offensive line concerns are a little overstated. Andrew Thomas, much maligned and with a lot of good reason first half of last year, was the fourth pick in the draft. He may be a good player right right so if that's the case, and, he, and he held up fine last night, so yeah, I, I think Washington I mean look, the Giants are supposed to have a good defense too, and they didn't look at last night either. Uh, it, it's early in the season. I, I think Washington got away with one last night and they can regroup. Jack Del Rio can get his crew together. They have extra time before the next game, figure out what's going wrong. But um, yeah, I personally never understood the excitement over Washington, like above the other teams in the division. I didn't, didn't see them as that much different, but to the extent that you could, it was that reason, right? It was that defensive right. front. Chase Young and Montez Sweat and all these first round picks. And yeah, they got
1: away with one last night where they really did not dominate the game. You would have expected them. Grainy and Graziano presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV or boat. Visit Progressive.com. So, again, we're going to hear from Nuno in a couple of minutes here, who is one of the real, true, great Giant fans oh boy. that you will ever get. And he's also one of the most negative and pessimistic people you'll ever meet. Which, so that should be an explosion today. But <laughs> let, let me try and sort of paint the optimistic view for the Giants. Yeah. So many things last night looked better than I expected them to, particularly the quarterback. The division is not, does not look like it's running away and hiding unless you're going to buy into what Jalen Hurts did to a terrible Falcons team last week. The Cowboys are probably staring 0-2 in the face because they go to the Chargers this week who are a really good team. If I said to you right now, one of the two teams we watched last night is by the middle of the season going to look like a legit team, not just one that could win a bad division at 7-10, and but going to look like a legit team, which one would you bet it would be?
2: I would probably take Washington uh, of the two. I mean, again, they would so much talent on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know that they lose a ton going from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. I know they like Heineke. I, I think it's possible possibly keeps the job when Fitz if he keeps if he keeps winning games. Right. So yeah, I I think it's them. I think you'll see more development of Antonio Gibson in the run game. Uh, and again, McLaurin is a weapon. I mean, they can absolutely lean on. So yeah, I think the Giants are a little bit farther away, probably a few more pieces away. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, you're right about the quarterback. He was that was a,
1: If you want to believe in Daniel Jones, you want to see a series of games like that. So if they're pieces away, that doesn't sound like something they can fix in a season, which I would ask you the question, what is the patience level then? I had guys yeah. on, my, on, on Get Up this, this week telling me if they lose, Bart Scott telling me if they lose this game, Jason Garrett's job is going to be in jeopardy. And I think there are a lot of questions about the way he handled that drive last night, all the rest of that. Will there be fallout from this?
2: I mean, I don't. The Giants don't like to make changes like that during the season. They don't love to. I mean, you, a couple of years ago, you remember when Ben McAdoo was the coach? They benched Eli Manning for right. Geno Smith. They, those guys got fired the next day. Very unusual in Giants history. They also don't like changing, making major changes in those leadership positions every couple of years, as they've been doing lately. So they want to give it time. Look, of all those zero and two starts, the, the, the previous four. One thing has never been true, and is now. There are 15 games left. Yeah, like there is more time to recover than there's ever been. So yeah, it stings. It hurts. You felt like you should have been one and one going into this mini buy, and you're not. You're 0 and two. But the Giants have. I, I, I mean, they have time, and the NFC East, as we've been discussing, is not the most challenging division to
1: win. It's the most improbable statistic in the world. It's 5 straight years they're 0 and 2. It's it's hard to believe that that actually happened. All right, Dan Graziano, I appreciate a little extra time here sure. outstanding as always. Thank you very much. Greeny reminding you that for the ones who get it done, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24/7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call clickgranger.com or just stop on by. We have much more on this game as we go, including time for your phone calls coming up. But something next that we might see on Sunday that we have not seen in 20 years, and I really, really hope we do. I'll tell you what it is right after this. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. The biggest season
3: ever. We need to see Zeke of three years ago. The whispers are out there. The very latest news, analysis, and plenty of opinions. He got paid big money. I think he has to
0: have a big year. And it starts weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio.
2: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Coming up, I'll tell you something we might see Sunday we haven't seen in 20 years, and I really, really hope we do. Also in this hour, plenty of time for your phone calls on last night's game, a heartbreaking Giants loss to the Washington football team in just a moment in 30 seconds. As a matter of fact, we'll hear from Nuno on that game, but I'll spend those 30 seconds telling you about ZipRecruiter. According to Forbes, gyms, stores, and more are set to go on an epic hiring spree to meet the pent-up demand for all these services. Businesses reopening means millions of jobs will need to be filled. So where do they turn to fill those roles fast? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com G-R-E-E-N-Y. Okay. Greeny's Takes. So, Greenies Takes, this is usually where I will give you my take on things that we have seen in the world of sports, particularly last night's game. But this morning, I'm going to yield my time to the esteemed gentleman from Connecticut, Mr. Hashtag Nuno, for whom we have cleared the decks. Nuno, your thoughts on your beloved Giants last night?
4: (sighs) There's so many that I had to write them down. Can you just bear with me for a second? First and foremost to the NFL, please stop putting the Giants on prime time. <laughs> These games end too late. They find more creative, painful ways to lose. It's not good for my health because I can't go to sleep, and then I wake up angry. All right, now to this to this game. Can we talk about the fact that uh, the Giants were up 7-0. They had 3rd and 2 from the Washington 27. They call a timeout. What happens next? False start. Out of a time out. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I, like, you have enough time, it gets set up, and there's a false start after that. Then what happens? Daniel Jones sack, gets him, kicks, gets him out of field goal range. Um, they have to punt there. Even with that CJ board holding call that, uh, you know, nullified that TD, what do they do? They have the ball at the 13-yard line, first and 10 at 13-yard line. They, Jason Garrett, throws out. You know, decides to call a screen or swing pass to Sterling Shepard, two yards. Tries to run Barkley, no yards. A third on the third down play, it's a passing play. You get six yards. You need eight. You have to settle for a field goal. <laughs> <sighs> That's not it. Slayton with that drop TD, Re- reminiscent of last year when Evan Ingram on Thursday night drops that uh, that pass against the Eagles that would put the game away. After Slayton drops that pass, what happens? 3rd and 5, false start. 3rd and 10, false start again. Two straight false starts. Thankfully, Jones ends up scrambling for 11 yards and ends up, you know, setting you up for a 55-yard field goal attempt that you hit. By the way, Jones was great with the read options in the first half. What happened in the second half? Never called one again. Giants take the lead. Next defensive series, Two plays, 75 yards in 17 seconds, um, that it takes Washington to score. <sighs> finally. <laughs> still, I mean, I have a list there. Go, we're fin- doing good. Finally, Jason, you know, defense finally steps up because Bradbury was getting destroyed all day. Steps up, makes a great play. Jason Garrett special coming up. First down, Barkley for a yard. Second down, Barkley for three, uh, two yards. Third and seven, Incomplete pass that was going to be short anyway. Kick the field goal. You, you give him way too much time. Like, speaking of time, like, Heineke literally had enough time to drink Heineken's. And for all of us to figure out that his name is Taylor and not Tyler. Of course, Dexter, you know, Dexter Lawrence. Like Come on, what are you doing? Um, Patrick Graham, we all thought that this defense was going to be good, that Patrick Graham would be the next guy that, you know, he declined and in interviewed during the offseason for the Jets job. He, did, You know, like he was going to be that – he's that next rising star. This defense has been completely lost. They can't get any, any, any pressure on the, on the quarterback. The, the middle of the field is constantly wide open. Oh, and then the two offseason moves that the Giants did. Kenny Galladay out there arguing with <laughs> someone, the quarterback, the OC, and Kadarius Toney. What are you doing? The, your wide receivers, or at least Galladay, can't get any separation. Kyle Rudolph can't get any separation. And Kenny and uh, Kadarius Toney barely sees the field. This is headed for a infighting, Guys posting you know tweeting things posting on Instagram, and you might truly have to clean house with this whole franchise okay. they've gone from a a team a franchise that is supposed to be one of the greatest franchises into the in the NFL in all of sports to their future looks as bleak as pretty much every other team. <sighs> well done done. that was your
1: magnum opus that was very well done you have just spoken for all fans everywhere and i like it and i appreciate it yeah galladay eight targets last night three catches 38 yards that was the guy who was supposed to take the top off defenses and make 50 50 balls and all of that you let me just go back to the the the, the thing you talked about the most because errors happen guys drop passes in the end zone and guys even the offsides, which is inexcusable. I I shouldn't excuse it. That's inexcusable. Rob Ninkovich said on Get Up this morning, when you're right in the middle of the line on field goal block, you're not trying to time the snap. You have no chance of getting to the kicker and blocking it. All you do is stand straight up and jump because you're going to try and block it if it's a low kick. So the idea that he's jumped on the snap is, candidly, it's inexcusable. And the whole thing is then on him. Having said that, If there's one thing that, if this is my team, bothers me the most, it was the offensive sequence of plays after the Bradbury interception. And you just touched on it here, but that would drive me insane because that looked scared. That was coaching not to lose rather than coaching to win the game.
4: Yeah, I mean, there was one all game yesterday for Daniel Jones. There was one play where – you're like, ooh, what are you doing? Where he hit the middle linebacker with a pass who should have had an interception. Uh But he showed you, and you should have had enough faith that he was going to make the right play because he was making the right play every single time. So my question becomes, did – Jason Garrett sees up because that's what Jason Garrett does, or that these guys still don't have, or did Joe Judge tell Jason Garrett, you need to be very, um, you know, you need to dial it back here, or that they just don't trust Daniel Jones, and that's a bigger conversation to have?
1: Well, that's the conversation to have. They coached last night, Hembo, like they're coaching around their quarterback, Right. And we all know teams that do that. I root for a team that did it a million times over the last several years because they are the kinds of quarterbacks you coach around. The Giants picked Daniel Jones sixth in the draft. They have done everything they can to go all in on developing him into a quarterback. If you don't trust him to not turn the ball over in that situation. I mean, Lamar Jackson threw a pass the other night that hit a guy in the helmet and kicked straight up in the air. If you don't trust him To win you the game in that situation, he shouldn't be your quarterback. Your answer has already arrived, in my opinion.
5: That's absolutely right. And Daniel Jones had, at least yesterday, earned the right for the game to be put in his hands. Daniel Jones was the best thing that happened to the Giants yesterday. He averaged 8 yards per pass attempt and 11 yards per rush. When the ball was in his hands the whole day, good things were happening. It's like they were... Get, you know, sort of play calling like he was a rookie all over again.
1: Let me continue to pour salt in the wound by bringing Bubba into the conversation. As a Cowboy fan, Bubba, which, which team in this were you rooting against harder? And what was your primary takeaway from this game amongst, uh, and, and Bubba, by the way, for those not watch, watching us on TV, is wearing a Dak Prescott jersey today. It is a Friday tradition here on ESPN Radio, Bubba in the Dak jersey. Which, which team, which of these teams, first of all, do you hate more? Probably the Giants okay fair enough yeah and and so how delighted like give me give me the Bubba reaction to all of the events of last night
0: yeah well, I would say it's a little little harsh on Jason Garrett I don't know if you have to blame him I mean <laughs> the know, former cowboy yeah, cut I, you know, I don't know if it was really his fault- but, uh-huh. um no I mean I always love to see the Giants lose always love to see the Giants misery especially the way it ended it was just comical <laughs> I, I, I loved it um but no I mean I, I mean if anything it's a little you know, somewhat concerning because the Washington did have some positives there and you kind of do see some positives of what Heineke's doing. So that's the only thing coming away from it is you're worried that, all right, maybe they do kind of have something there. Is this going to be a blessing in disguise that Fitzpatrick's out and now it's going to be Heineke going forward? And you kind of have to worry, is that going to be a good thing for them going forward?
1: All right, we'll see what happens. So that's, that's the reaction here. We're going to take your calls on this game coming up in just a few minutes. It was also raised, by the way, for those of you who were not with us yesterday, that Nuno, from whom you just heard that impassioned soliloquy, facially resembles Kim Jong Un. And there was, in fact, a tweet to our show yesterday from a listener named Neil Bukta. I think that's what I said. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I, I'm looking at him like you would know. I don't know how you would, and <laughs> why I'm expecting you to know how Neil Bukta, our listener on Twitter, uh, pronounces his name. But he superimposed Nuno's face on Kim Jong Un's head. And, and may I just tell you, it is uncanny. <laughs> They're showing it on TV. What, what you're seeing, if you're watching this on TV, I, I, I'll retweet this in a second here. Get me that. I, I, I'll retweet it.
0: Yeah. Which pick is that? Is that that
1: <laughs> is what you're looking at is Nuno's face. Are you sure? Yes. 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 Wow. It's Nuno's face. I don't it's, know. I don't, are you it sure? is indistinguishable. <laughs> Well, let me find this. I'll retweet it for you right now. I Hold on know. a second. I, are
5: you sure? Yes, if Bubba, he tweeted us and, and 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 in that tweet there was a picture of of Kim, a picture of Nuno. And then a picture of the two of them smashed together. He says the third pick is Nuno on Kim's head. This that, is that's clear. just
1: Kim Jong's normal no,
5: face. No, that's Nuno's face on Kim, like uh, on the f- on the shape of Kim's head. Wow,
1: it, it is it is unimaginable <laughs> how much they look alike. I'm, I'm going to tw- I'm going to tweet this right now. I I just retweeted the tweet. So if you go to my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny, you will find it. It it really this is not a statement of any sort except. That Nuno looks like Kim Jong Un. Th- so. There's nothing else go- at play here. It is just remarkable how much he looks like him. So we'll see what happens here again. We'll take your calls on this game in about 15 <laughs> minutes. I'll let you know when to call. Meanwhile, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call and click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. The scoop. To the scoop. And I mentioned there's something that has not happened in 20 years. That I really hope happens this weekend I don't hold out a lot of hope for it the New England Patriots have not started a season 0-2 in 20 years 2001 was the last time their second game that year was when Drew Bledsoe got injured by the Jets replaced subsequently by Tom Brady we all know how that worked out New England is coming here to play the Jets On Sunday, And so I am hoping that for the first time in 20 years, the Patriots will start a season 0-2. I don't expect it to happen. I picked the game on TV this morning. I I do expect the Patriots to win. I'll be totally honest with you. I think the Jets have the right quarterback. If you gave me the option right now, as good as I think Mac Jones has looked and has been and is going to be, if you gave me the option of redoing the draft, I would not do it. Hmm. I am in love with Zach Wilson. In love. And the more I've watched back the tape on that game, the more I love him. And Dan Orlovsky, uh, if, go to Orlovsky's Twitter and look at the throw he pointed out. He, he, he shows you a throw that Zach made on Sunday. And he said, this was the best throw of the NFL weekend. He took a beating. And on this particular play, he's got a helmet in the sternum and he delivers a, a strike. And when you look at the beating that he took in that game and how he came back and how well he handled all of that, he was the best player on the field for the Jets in week one. So I feel great about that. But this is not a fair fight. Mac Jones has so much more around him right now. I would be very surprised if the Jets find a way to win that game. Actually, the teams with the three longest streaks in the league without an 0 2 start are all in danger of going 0-2. Last time the Cowboys started 0-2, 2010 with Tony Romo. They've got a tough game against the Chargers. The Packers... Haven't started 0-2 longer than that. 2006, <coughs> Brett Favre was the quarterback. Green Bay plays Detroit Monday night. That will be unbridled panic if they lose that game. And then there's the Patriots. Again, haven't started 0-2 in 20 years, so we'll see what winds up happening as they work their way towards that. Okay, uh, greeting with you here. We're going to be jam-packed. we take your calls coming up in a few minutes. It's also week three in college football, Saturday afternoon on ESPN Radio, Oklahoma, Nebraska. College football brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage, tech backed by loan experts. Cross Country Mortgage dedicated to getting it done. Visit them at CrossCountryMortgage.com. I'm
4: ready to go right now.
1: Green light, light with Greeny. Give me the green light. All right, meanwhile, just a quick moment here, if we can, uh, away from the football. It'll be the only uh, break we take from the football on this football Friday, but I am going to take the green light here for a couple of baseball notes that I think are worthy of mention. I am of an age that if you do anything that equals a record held by Johnny Bench, it's a very big deal. And Kansas City Salvador Perez did that last night. He tied Johnny Bench's career record for home runs in a season by a catcher with his 45th. Bench set that record in 1970. That means that when Perez hits another home run, he will have hit more home runs this season than any catcher in baseball history That feels worth stopping and making at least some mention of, doesn't it?
5: Most definitely. And Salvador Perez is one of the best stories in all of baseball this season. And if you've not been paying attention, this is a player who is putting together, Greeny, a Hall of Fame resume. He's only three home runs away from 200, which is, of course, a significant figure for a catcher. It's a seven-time All-Star. You might recall he was the World Series MVP the year they won it. And he's still only 31 years old. So like you said... If you're on a list as a catcher with only Johnny Bench and you, you're obviously doing something right and the fact that he is so beloved there in Kansas City, one of the base one of the best baseball towns in America. The team's not very good, but the season he is having is obviously Uh, worthy of note.
1: Historically great. He's tied with Vlad Guerrero Jr. for the major league lead in home runs. He leads the bigs with 112 RBIs, and yet he has absolutely no chance of winning American League MVP. That's because they might as well just send that award to Shohei Ohtani already. Now, Ohtani, that's my next note, will not pitch tonight for the Angels. He has a sore right arm, and it looks like they're going to shut him down as a pitcher for the rest of the season. If they do, his final numbers will be nine and two with a 336 ERA while obviously playing absolutely dominantly in the field and at the plate. So my question to you, Hembo, is, is there any question that he wins MVP?
5: There is no question that he wins MVP. The only question is, will he win MVP unanimously? Now, I think the reason that answer might be no is because the Angels stink. The Angels Angels are likely to finish the season with a record below 500, and we know that historically there have been a lot of writers, a lot of voters, who hold that against the player. Now, they haven't held it against Mike Trout, who's won a few MVPs playing for that same team, but my suspicion is that he wins going away, and the only question is, will he win the award unanimously?
1: And then the last note here for our green light is... Boy, are the New York Yankees lucky that the Giants lost the way they did last night. Otherwise, they would be getting pulverized today. That is an inexcusable loss. If,
5: yeah, if there was no football game last night, Greeny, we probably would have led the show with the Yankees' loss in Baltimore last night. They were leading 2-1 to one in the ninth inning. Two wild pitches allowed the Orioles to tie the game, and then they lost to the Baltimore Orioles in extra innings. Now they, if the season, As you're seeing now on ESPN+, Plus, if the season ended today, the Yankees would be outside of the playoffs, and one of the teams above them right now in the wild card, the Red Sox, get the Orioles this weekend. And as we talked about many times on this show, the teams that best whip up on the Orioles are going to make the playoffs, and the Yankees, for some reason, has just not done that. You know
1: what, what is the record this year for them against Baltimore? Isn't it barely over 500? Six or seven losses. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and that's the difference in the division. It's, it is inexcusable. The <laughs> Orioles are just giving it away. And the Orioles are saying, hey, come beat us. I mean, everyone does. We have no issue with it. We're not really trying to, to stop it from happening. And the Yankees have refused to do it. And so they find themselves on the outside looking in. And right now, our analytics suggest they're going to miss the playoffs this year, which would be... Unimaginable. Okay, Greeny, with you here. Time for the phone calls. Coming off last night's game, Washington over the Giants in a thriller that ended twice. My number is eight eight eight. Say ESPN. That's triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Your calls on the game last night coming up after this from Straight Talk Wireless. Five G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore. Because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Your calls next on
3: ESPN Radio.
0: Greeny, the podcast.
1: All right, Greeny, with you here. We've done some talking. Now it's time for you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. We got them lined up and ready to go. Bubba, who's our first caller? Let's go to Joe. All right, Joe, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give me your take.
3: Hey, Mike, uh, great to be with you. Big fan of yours. Uh, Here's my deal. Joe Judge says he wanted to burn the
1: timeouts on the drive. Notwithstanding all the problems the Giants had all night, bring it down to that is the right thing. Tells me what Joe Judge thinks of this team. They also, Graziano said the Giants, thought they could run the ball. So what after three-plus quarters
3: made them think that they were going to run the ball down in the red zone on these guys? So he didn't want to win the game. He wanted to kick a field goal. You were
1: great. That's right. He, he played that. They played that series for the field goal. I, I think Nuno brought up a good question because I was blaming that on Garrett. That may very well be on Judge. Mm. And you know, I went to sleep the second the game ended last night, so I, I don't know what they said about it afterwards. But that sometimes the head coach will say, "This is the strategy here: make them use the timeouts and kick the field goal."
5: They coached yesterday like they like they trusted the defense and not the quarterback, right. and it should have been the opposite. Right.
1: That night, at minimum, the defense was. Way worse than the quarterback. Again, they played Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke so far this season and allowed 57 points in two games. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Thad. Thad, you're on the Dr Pepper call-in line. Take it away, Thad.
4: Hey, greedy. Uh, love Mike and Mike show. Uh, but uh, the game last night. I had, I'm a Giants fan since the early 60s. I had no no problems at the end of the game when they ran. Uh, you guys would have complained if they threw threw the incomplete passes, but you know there was nothing wrong with what they did at the end.
1: Okay, then I don't agree, but but I appreciate the call, and I assert your your opinion is always welcome here, whether I agree with it or not. See, to me, you got to play to win that game. There was no way to leave them with so little time that they couldn't beat you. It's one thing, <clears throat> pardon me, make them use their timeouts if they're going to have. 31 seconds left but there were no circumstances in which you were going to make them use their timeouts where they weren't going to have at least a minute and a half left and for every NFL offense that's enough time especially if a field goal beats you If they, you, you, I'm sorry Thad I disagree I appreciate the call I appreciate the kind words I thoroughly disagree that was the wrong way in my opinion to handle that situation Bubba who's next uh, we got Xavier Xavier you're on ESPN radio give me a take what'd you think
3: Hey, Greeny, love the show. Um, I honestly just feel like a lot of this stems down from Gettleman and the owners uh, allowing Gettleman to actively destroy the team with the way he's picking players. I mean, you guys even said, you know, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson available. We picked up Daniel Jones. We picked the yeah, second pick on Saquon Barkley. Don't get me wrong, Saquon Barkley is a freak of nature. But, I mean, Joe Thomas, a lot of the guys that were picking up, if you look at all the other players that are going to other teams, they're actually performing. And then when you get players that we do get, like Flowers, we can't get him to perform, and he goes over to Washington, he's good. I think Billman I has a huge thing to, to make up for, or he's got to go.
1: Yeah, I think, that, that, that's, I think that's right. I think that last part is right. I think that the, the conventional wisdom here, I don't fire people on this show, but I think the conventional wisdom here is that his job is the first one on the line, and I think that's probably right. I think you've given him every opportunity to put this team in the position he wants it to be, to make this the team he wants. And if it isn't good enough, then they would be well within their rights to decide we need a new vision. The question is, with which quarterback will they have that vision? Now, Shefty keeps bringing this up, and it would have been highly unusual. But when they took Andrew Thomas fourth in the draft now two years ago, they passed on Justin Herbert. They loved Justin Herbert the year before. If Herbert had come out the year before, according to Shefty, the Giants would absolutely have been dying to get him. They had the opportunity to draft him. Now it would have been highly unusual to draft a quarterback in the first round immediately after having taken Daniel Jones. But it would not have been unprecedented. They did it in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference in Arizona is they turned over everybody, right? They cleaned house and, and turned over everybody. But they did start last year with a new coach. So you could have done it. And that, if Herbert turns out to be as good as I think he's going to be, that is what's going to wind up being the bigger mistake than anything, than taking Jones, than taking Saquon, than any of the offensive linemen. They will be one of those teams that passed on Justin Herbert, and I think he is an elite quarterback already. Greening with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, give me another one. Uh, let's go to New Jersey. Talk to Tristan. Tristan, what's your take on last night?
0: Hey, Greeny, I just wanted to agree with you because my mom's a huge Jets fan, and uh, I mean Jets fan, Giants fan, and uh, Giants were playing like they just didn't want to lose. But then also I did want to just thank you for doing such a great job of what you do in the morning for the radio. Uh, the advertising that you guys put out for Zip Recruiter, I actually found my dream job through Zip Recruiter. I never would have thought. So just thank you so much for just being a good guy and doing your job right. All right.
1: How about that? Yeah, man. We're putting we're put putting putting things together. We out can here. dreams come. Through, I baby. like it. We win people money in gambling you and gambling. Hear
4: that, Dave Gettleman? <laughs> Log on to ZipRecruiter oh and Greeny can help you find a job. What a good moment you just ruined. Yes, Kim. Yeah,
1: yeah, yes, Kim Jong nuno What what are you doing over there? You, you, you got Dave Gettleman going on ZipRecruiter <laughs> to try and find his perfect match. Yeah, for his
4: actually, life. you know, I thought about this and I was going to hold this, but you know oh, why the Giants have struggled the last couple of years? Tell me. They've given the team over the control of the team to a guy from Boston and Gettleman Uh and you know put their faith in a Philly guy and Joe Judge that's where they've gone wrong how about
1: Nuno getting it done he not only does he have extraordinary sports acumen but he looks unimaginably like Kim (laughs) Jong-un and that is just an extraordinary one-two punch that he brings to the table give me one more Baba go Let's go to Gary. Gary, go ahead, Gary. I got 30 seconds for you. What'd you think? Hi, yeah, me? Yeah, go, Gary. Come on, Gary. On, Gary. Let's Hello. go.
0: Hello. Hello. Okay, so big Giants fan here. Thanks for taking my call. Last night, I waited to see the Giants defense get a pass rush on Taylor Heineke. Heineke, they couldn't. They're <laughs> playing Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and others this year. I
4: don't know how that's going to work.
1: It's, well, it's a point well taken. I mean... They have allowed Teddy Bridgewater and and Taylor Heineke to score 57 points against them in two weeks. And that's what's supposed to be the strength of your team. It's a frustrating loss. Huge hours still to come. I'll make my picks as we roll along here. You're listening to Greeny on a very busy football Friday with all the trimmings. Coming back in a moment on ESPN. Thanks for listening
0: to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at ten Eastern on ESPN Radio, and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at eight on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.
3: Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.